0: All right, first take, first roll. We're going to nail the podcast right off the bat. A million listens right off the top. It's going to explode the airwaves already, dude. You're going to be knee deep in men and women, whatever your choice is, my dude. Knee deep. How do you feel about that, man? You're going to be fighting them off with your dick stick.
1: Uh, that sounds... That's, that, that sounds...
0: <sighs> okay, let's do it. Greetings and welcome, denizens of the world, and welcome to number one, the number one, the first pod, the number one first pod, the, uh, the gosh darn it, number, episode one, ladies and gentlemen, of Wreck the Podcast. I am your illustrious and beautiful and decadent host, Brian Ortiz, and with me as always is my
1: other host, David Castillo, your monotone Cynical actually, I'm not cynical anyways, your other host, um, so I'll just pass it back to you,
0: wow, dude it's like i it's like i I threw the perfect f- spiral pig spit pig skin and you just like barely caught it and, like, didn't do a dance, didn't run it, didn't do any... I'm trying to relate to you, by the way. I'm using sports metaphors. I hope that
1: makes you feel better. I was going to say that's ironic because, like, there's no way you could ever throw an accurate football at anybody.
0: Wow. I don't think... Immediately. uh, We're, like, we're less than a minute in and you put me on blast right away just like my dad oh jesus we're not throwing a football <laughs>
1: oh my goodness
0: ladies and gentlemen uh that intro will never sound like that again <laughs> i will never sound that eloquent it's gonna probably get worse as you go along as you can tell we do all of these shows and in any order we want but right off the bat let me tell you our mantra our mission statement our, uh, our our big placard that we're going to get when we have our own studios, you're going to say, life's a wreck. And what does that stand for? But what is life? But nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another. Now, usually what we do is we pick a topic. And the topic is the social lubrication that me and David talk about to learn about one another. Because David, you know, you and I hate each other, and we'll go into that a little bit more. But to better learn the us as humans and as people, as living entities on this planet, as uh, equal and yet amazing lovers, we have to talk to one another, man, and that's how we do it. So before we get into it, let's just going to dive right in, and I'm going to tell you the show format, and uh, this episode is going to be a little different than the rest. Our topic today, David... Is the actual show? We're gonna talk about what the hell this show is about.
1: That uh, that that sounds like a really bare topic. I'm not sure there's enough content there to keep people interested because they're like, okay, so this, this is a show about the show? Uh, and, yeah. and you, got, you guys yeah. are talk- <laughs> and you guys are gonna talk about uh, what like how you guys react, educate each other, converse. Uh, if they're not with the interaction between us, which again is a little bit of hatred, um, mm-hmm. then they may not be on board. But um, uh, this is a very meta um, call on your part. So I it's appreciate it. It's a show about that. a show. Yes.
0: It's like that first season of Seinfeld, <laughs> where it was like a show within a show. You know, it started off with him doing a bit in the beginning in front of the audience, just like that. Uh, David, a quick rundown of the show. When you're at a party, David, and you don't know somebody, you spark up a conversation. And by doing that, you pick a topic and you talk about that topic with someone. And by the end of the party, you've gotten to know somebody and maybe made a new friend. And that's kind of the point of this show. Every week, one of us is going to bring a topic to the table and educate the other individual. But in that education and conversation, we're going to learn something about the other person. Maybe it'll bring us closer together, or as we've come to learn in this conversation, it might separate us further, David. Who knows at this point? But that's kind of the rundown of what the week to week conversations would be like.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I think part of why, uh, I think part of what makes this uh, sort of interaction or part of what makes this podcast, I guess, like tick for me at least, is that you're someone that feels things very deeply. I'm not. So <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm really out. I'm here trying to just. Uh, the anthropologist on Mars, so to speak. Right, you know, as, you're putting the, yourself as, out there. Is what goes. you're saying? Yeah, um, and I, I, I want to understand why, for example, uh, you know, you can um, apologize for like Marvel films while also being like a major appreciator of like 70s films. Um, I need you to stop and,
0: attacking my love for Marvel movies, you son of a <laughs> b! All right, it's way too early in this podcast to start throwing out shade. On stuff I love. Okay, let's let wait till like episode six or seven to start attacking a great franchise. Okay, period.
1: But ultimately, I think uh, I think the interesting part of this podcast is that like yes, we're going to talk about very familiar things, the kind of terrain that you can get from any other podcast. Uh, but you know, we're going to use that to sort of uh, sort of uh, you know stick a ma- you know use it as kind of like a proxy for a magnifying glass on personal shit. Of ours, right? Uh, which I think I think is a really interesting take, and I think that's that's a lot of fun, especially like uh, for for you or for me, like about you, learning more about you, and kind of uh, whether or not you conform to the stereotypes or assumptions I have about you, and then, of course also like for me, like I I don't I've never had anybody just ask me personal shit. That's sad. Uh, well, I mean, have but uh, <laughs> that's so yeah. Sad. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's given a shit enough to be
0: like, David, how are you feeling today? <gasps> what? What did you ask Yeah, me? That,
1: that was worded like the worst way possible. Actually, maybe that's also true. I, I don't know. We, we might like dig deep enough and find out. You know, nobody ever, ever has asked me personal shit. Why is that? I'm a piece <laughs> of shit, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, dude. We already had a
0: massive breakthrough in the first like fucking 10, 15 minutes of the show, David. Holy God. I can't wait to explore that aspect of you further down the line.
1: I, I think those are things we'll all kind of get to in due time. And that's what makes it uh, an interesting a unique podcast experience Agreed. I, I think, think most...
0: I agreed. I agree I think that does make it a unique podcast because uh, there's many great podcasts out there. I love the fact that we're two dudes learning about each other. And it may sound like we have a natural rapport, but actually, like I said, I know you on a surface level, but so like I'm getting to know the deeper you, and I look forward to that, my dude. Are we getting married? David, is this a proposal?
1: i mean it can be
0: david aren't you already engaged this is illegal
1: <laughs> oh yeah you're right what
0: you're doing is illegal
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that for another day ladies and
0: gentlemen i look forward to our uh illegal marriage uh you're my <laughs> podcast wife and i appreciate that
1: man it's straight up just throwing me out is the bottom in the relationship you is. know what
0: i always have I to be the bottom there. there yeah you know what? i'm taking the lead this time it's brian's turn to be the husband it's my turn, David. I'm not gonna let your your overbearing jock sport love, and attitude take over my turn to be the husband <laughs> um, this show was created, and step in whenever you want, David, for the purposes of the thing we were brought together you and i were were brought together by a mutual great friend
1: it's It's funny how like you know friendships kind of like uh don't always like start like they don't they're not always a sprint sometimes they're a marathon like. For the longest time, you know, I just kind of knew, like, about you more than, like, actually knew you. And then it's not until, like, we're just, like, old men um, shouting at clouds that we're like, oh, shit, (laughs) we have something in common. Like, oh, man, so that's who you are.
0: Well, it was great. It was there was something it was something magical and serendipitous how we got together, too, with this podcast, because uh, you and I had a very fanciful Mexican feast together while we discussed various ideas. And came up with this eventually. And so for those that don't know, we've already recorded a batch of these. So we're coming at you with a little bit of experience on how the show works and formats together. And I'll tell you right now, David, in the time that we have been doing this for the last for the last month or so, I I feel like I've gotten to know you way better and hate you a little bit less. It's amazing how much I've come to appreciate your your uh, ideas, your uh, philosophies ugh, and even your opinions on some stuff, man.
1: You know, like, uh, listen. uh, I'll skip the groveling, likewise, and and just grovel. I like
0: when you grovel; it feels nice.
1: And and just say (laughs) that, um, like, I've been. It's it's interesting, like, how sort of people interact and what they're willing to reveal when when sort of the personal shit is just laid out on the table. Yeah. Uh, So I've really appreciated the fact that you are willing to tell people pretty much anything about your particular up bring in which is interesting it's unique and um I, i'm kind of ready to just unpack more until like eventually you've reached that sort of you know that sort of cliched epiphany like i finally figured it out i'm happy i can let go of my baggage <laughs> yeah. and just record a podcast well and and talk about kroll and ghostbusters which i'm not a huge fan of and uh and con oh, man f and,
0: you first of all <laughs> F you right off the bat for that You had a beautiful moment going, and then you had to, like, hate on the things I love most, which is, I guess, typical of us. David, how good are you at, like, bearing your emotions and your deep feelings? Like, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm a straight-up stone wall, my dude. Like, (laughs) And I realized while I was sitting in my tub crying that day like I normally do (laughs) that I said, you know, I know David, but I don't actually know David. Like, you have friends and some of them are friends that you've known for years, but you don't know what goes on in their life. So what better way for us to learn about each other in public, bearing all of our soul and our emotion to one another than through this? We are two acquaintances who traditionally hate each other coming together, defeat those odds, and maybe one day call each other friends, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, David, like, so I'm going to start from the top. We knew each other in college, and we'll give a little bit of history about ourselves. Like, we knew each other, uh, but there's an age difference between us. Um, I was a freshman, I think, when I met you. Does that maybe sound right?
1: It sounds about right. Like there was a reason why like I just felt like so much better than this guy when I met him, which is a he was this freaking this squirt I, this
0: Okay, this so right off the bat our friendship is super shaky cuz neither of us remember meeting each other in the same context, which is terrible. I thought I met you at our friend's apartment when he first graduated college.
1: Remember that first apartment he had it, at the medical center? Maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe, maybe that's, but at the same time, I, like, I did meet you, like, at school, though, um, because I, you were, like, in theater or something like that. Of course, yeah. I didn't do anything. Like, I, I never really, like, hung out. Right. I, I was, oh, okay, well, you so, hated
0: the world in college.
1: Well, not only did I hate the world in college, but I was also <laughs> surrounded by the whole soccer team. Um, it, Like, I was Yikes. on a floor with nothing but, like, soccer players, and, that was uh, that was an odd experience because I, uh, for as much as I'll, I'm going to play up this like, well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm the, the the sports writer and I love sports and Brian is like the the hates sports because he just never does anything physical. Dad, you're just so pegging this- me like
0: hard right now. <laughs> and you're just putting a strap and pegging me in every direction today. Good
1: lord. So, so yeah, that that was that was weird because I I got along with some of those guys, but I also brought uh, you know you know being a freshman in college, I think it was. Um, not confident, but definitely like didn't give a shit, so it was kind of weird to like talk about the things that interested me being the eventual philosophy major. It would be with soccer players. Sure,
0: you're trying to philosophize with soccer kids. You're trying to <laughs> talk Immanuel Kant and the existentialism of the universe, and that there is nothing, and that we are merely blobbous anamorphic gray objects that our eyes are merely turning into signals with people who are trying to Beckett like Beckham.
1: And this is where our hatred, I think, is going to maybe, like, either fall down a rabbit hole, fall out of control, whatever okay. the case may be. sure. Because this guy owns some of Kant's work, doesn't understand any of it, hasn't even read the books that he has on his bookshelf starring Immanuel Kant. You talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Bitch, I read all those for college.
0: What are you talking? I was shy a couple of credits of being a philosophy major. Don't you dare come at me, boy. Don't wait, you wait, dare come truth? at me. Yes. I was so close to being a philosophy major. I passed every class with A pluses practically. I literally needed like one more class and I would have been a major in it, dude. So don't you come at me
1: with Kant. The most practical major in the world and you did not major in it. That's uh, Excuse that's me.
0: I got a more
1: <laughs> a strong and sturdy job stable
0: career with a theater degree. Okay, so How what does that you? Tell you?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I got the real career. Uh, I, 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 I felt like we met at, at our friend's apartment, <laughs> and I felt like it was over like Cowboy Bebop and pizza, but there also may have been some times when you were hanging out in his dorm and we ran into each other. But again, I was 18, fat and fresh-faced and ready to take on the world by myself. So I don't remember if we had met there.
1: I think that actually says a lot about our personalities at the time, which is like, I don't remember who you were. You weren't interested. I wasn't interested. Wow. (laughs) That sounds about right, except the anime. Like, okay, so um, you guys were obviously doing different things. Like our mutual friend, I was playing Halo and racquetball, and that was the thing that occupied my time in the first year of college. It sounds like you guys were watching like anime and then playing Dungeons and Dragons.
0: David, one of my ultimate goals of this podcast, aside from learning about you, the real reason I decided to do all of this and I apologize for the subterfuge, is I just want to ma- I just want to I just want you to play D&D. You've never played it before. You're a magic guy, okay? We talked about it. You're a nerdy magic guy. You're still active. You still go to those mall tournaments and beat 10-year-olds and make them cry back to their mama in their cars. <laughs> but you've never played d and I'm an avid D&D player. been playing for a long time now. And my whole goal is to one day have an episode where I play, I run a campaign, and it's just you and me. That's my true goal of this podcast. I'm sorry to break your heart. That's really why I want to do all of this.
1: Uh, I, I got to say, like, I, that scares me because... I don't, I feel like Magic the Gathering takes enough of my time, especially that fantasy aspect that I would be worried about getting into something else that could eat away at that because I did that <laughs> once, not D and D, but Warhammer 40 K. Oh yeah. I was, I was heavy into that for probably like a solid year and a half spent like thousands of dollars on like figurines and like Ooh, the codexes man. that you need to figure out like what moves do what I, I love the Tyranids kind of like this, uh, alien, you know, the xenomorph looking creatures, um, yeah. and so would I be down to that Yeah, hundred percent? Yes. Um, <laughs> would I be scared shitless that like I might enjoy it too much? Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Fair enough. I look forward to breaking your D and D cherry. Uh, that's probably going to get me in trouble for saying it that way. David, I, I want to ask, like this whole podcast is based on emotions, right? And it's about us breaking walls down. And we talked about this before, but w- are you someone who willfully gives information about themselves. Are you traditionally a closed off person to friends and family? Like, do you hold things in and not want to tell people, dude, or are you willing to bear your naked chest to the audience?
1: I mean, there's, there's, you know, some like really like unflattering hair on my chest, so I'm not really going to bear too much. But, uh, what I would say is that like, I, I usually just won't talk about myself because I just don't find myself interested. Um, but, Honest. Um, am I willing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of times uh, I'll include like personal stories whenever I write articles for Bloody Elbow, for example. Um, so um, and I like to include my own opinions. I like to write like op-eds, for example and editorials. So, uh, yeah, like, I I don't consider myself closed off. I just don't consider myself interested enough to be like, oh, you know what I like to do when on Saturday nights? (laughs) I like to get together and play cards with my fellow magic nerds and and pretend to be elves and fairies and yada, yada, yada. So
0: That's, okay, interesting. So, like, are you close when, are you, do you willfully give information to friends or girlfriends and stuff like that? Or is that something that you only... Give out when somebody asks you about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's a big difference between woefully giving out information and then someone prompting it.
1: You know, it's funny. Like I'm more more willing to give any information, uh, to strangers than I am to, uh, say like you know people I'm already friends with. I don't Why? Know, I, I what? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe you can kind of relate to some extent. But um, like if I'm writing for like an audience, say like some sports writing. You know, I'll tell them like everything. I'll tell them about like the time I had a seizure in, in college, for example. I'm not gonna tell what? people that that I already know that, or uh, or you know, like uh, for example, like dates that I've been on, whether like blind or otherwise. Um, what? Not, not anymore, obviously. I should clarify. Oh, it's was going be like, David, <laughs> right. uh, you know, uh, you're
0: uh, great,
1: so what's happening? Uh, yeah, I'm just, just like, yeah, like, here's my whole life story. I mean, that's that's not very interesting, but there it is. You know, um, uh, whereas like, you know, just people have already, I, I think what it is is like, I feel like if I already know someone and I'm friends with them, I feel like they just, they, they know exactly who I am. And I don't need to like, they don't need to explore anything else. Uh, it's it's kinda ass
0: of, assumption there, dude. <laughs> exactly. It's
1: kind of, kind of a strange sort of uh Relationship I have with the people I already know and consider my consider myself Great. friends with. But you know,
0: I, it's interesting, man. I have traditionally been closed off for my whole life. I've had to put up walls to protect myself and my emotions. I've been uh, I've been told I've been too closed off, and then at times when I try to be communicative, I'm told that I talk too much and have too much communication. So this podcast is going to be interesting because I'm going to do something that I'm extremely uncomfortable with which is exposing myself in a safe manner to someone who probably I shouldn't tell because all you're going to do is try and tear me down, David. That's what I've come to learn because you want to break me apart and build me in your image. Essentially, you're just trying to be God, and that's terrible. But it's a risk I'm willing to take, and I want to share, and I want to try something different. And if I'm going to bear my troubles and my past issues and my problems – what better way than to do it on a public fucking forum, right, David? That's the best way to get it out there.
1: <laughs> I, I think I, I'm really excited for this podcast because I, I honestly think that we may both reach closure because you represent like the kind of person that I always had assumptions about, all negative, of course. The kind of person wow. that I, I've always just felt like I loathed. Um, the Jesus kind, the Christ. kind of, okay. the kind of person I. I I don't have enough in common with to just spend that kind of like time, very personal time with. Okay, starting to feel um, real
0: bad here. Keep going,
1: <laughs> please, Ryan. I love you, and and I just want to get this show on the road. And and listen, we're gonna find out a lot about each other. And and I'm interested, man, because like I said, you're the type of person I, I don't actually. You, connect sir, with
0: are it. the robot, <laughs> cynical, like metal-crunching, (laughs) sports-loving, Crimson Tide fucking individual that I uh, have this inherent need to want to (laughs) fix because I have that kind of complex. And so I want to fix you, sir, so bad. And I can't wait to get my meaty hands inside your emotion guts and start rearranging them into something beautiful. And I want to turn you from a pile of shit into a beautiful rose my friend an emotional (laughs) rose and that's the goal man we want to be able to communicate and share our problems with you and maybe you guys take away something from that positive hopefully either you end up being a cold sophisticated robot or as i like to say a very bruised emotional peach like myself two adult men who are broken
1: because of their
0: age and the era (laughs) they grew up in that's the podcast folks
1: right there it's a hell of a podcast
0: Yeah, basically we're two broken men trying to find love in each other and fix one another. I still think I'm trying to fix you, but I think you're trying to tear me down in the hopes that I get built back up. That's the difference. I (sighs) want to, like, pat your head and put a Band-Aid. You want to punch my wound until it gets bigger (laughs) and then tell me to fix it myself.
1: Just like my football coaches, man. That's the only way things get better. (laughs) Make (laughs) it worse. (laughs) Wow.
0: Wow. There's a lot to unpack there, and I hope to do so further in the podcast. David, was your family, uh, were you guys open with one another when it came to feelings and conversations? Or was it more just like shut up and move on?
1: Uh, I, I think it was it, it was it was a weird uh, like a, a, again, this is, sounds like overly diplomatic, but it was really like the kind of right mixture and sort of stew because my dad was always the he was very the reserved the you know he was he used to be a he was an amateur boxer, so he was kind of Damn. a stereotype of that sort of uh you know kind of machismo of like the the sir sort of 70s. And, um, and so, yeah, my, my dad was, you know, definitely, uh, definitely the kind of tough love type, but, you know, without being like a cliche and then my mom was, you know, the much more sensitive type and, uh, and just all also super cool lady who just stressed education. So I think the fact that like, they both kind of were just on the same wavelength with just like, you know what? You're going to be more educated than the white man. And I know you're surrounded by a bunch of rich white kids, but you're going to speak English better than they can because you are going to make it in this world. No Spanish. (laughs) Right. That was again, that was like that. And that's a generational thing for any uh, Latinos listening to the podcast. who can kind of relate to that sort of Mexican American experience where you're kind of caught in the middle. And uh, so, yeah, like that was kind of me too, man caught in the middle. Like, Caught in the middle between, like, my dad's kind of, like, more traditional, kind of outmoded sort of uh, method of, like, communicating emotionally. And then my mom, who maybe didn't stress uh, sort of talking about your feelings, but was always open with them.
0: You know, it's interesting. I grew up in a single household. Uh, my mother raised me. And she was someone who had a balance life as much as she could while trying to raise me so she was adamant about me being able to express myself uh, teaching me that it's okay to cry teaching me that it's okay to feel things but at the same time Teach me to be strong when I need to be strong, to take the punches when I need to take the punches, and to have that hard skin when it needs to happen. Because you know uh, I had to deal with a lot of uh, dad issues and stuff like that, and so she worked as best as she could to strengthen me, because she knew that when I went out into the real world, I had to have a balance. But I I am emotional. I'm loud-spoken uh, <laughs> Latino man who can get very emotional when he watches the movie Powder or Forrest Gump, and I'll cry like a baby. And I think that is very telling and interesting, man. Well, you you have this very, like, balanced side of the family. You know what I mean? You had your dad and your mom kind of raising you like that. And... I le- and so you kind of live in that middle ground, and I live like far to the, ro- to the like far to the left, where I'm like emotions and feelings. Oh God! <laughs> and you're kind of like, well, let's talk about this. It's, let's analyze it, and I'm just more like, no, I need to feel things. Fuck you. My heart is bleeding. You know. So I think that is the very interesting dynamic between us. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'll say it one more time. I'm a soft peach and you are a metal coconut. But I will break you, David, and I will get to that soft, liquidy white center that is so delicious of you.
1: If this is going to be like a physical progression, though, doesn't that like imply that you're going to be a peach that's ultimately like just squished?
0: I feel like I'm about to get squished, <laughs> and which is probably why I need therapy, because over the years of my life, I used to be a strong peach, but now I'm the peach that's looking a little ripe. And probably have been sitting on the counter for too long and starting to get real nasty at the bottom. That's where I feel like I'm going in life. (laughs) And you're like a metal coconut. Well, we don't know what's happening inside. Man, it could be really sweet, or it could be getting real bad inside. Just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you drop molten liquid and it hardens around a coconut, what's happening to the (laughs) coconut? I don't fucking know. But we're going to find out, and I don't know if we're going to like what we see, but I'm going to get in there, David. I'm going to penetrate the hell out of you, and I'm going to... yeah penetrate deep inside you my dude
1: those are strong words i think i just may need some oil
0: well much like the tin man that you are maybe it is a little bit of oil and what better way david to, to use the social lubrication of pop culture for me to get inside you and then roam around a little bit and make you start feeling comfortable and i'm gonna you know i'll make sure to be gentle with you i'll make sure to hold your hand along the way and i will caress you at the end of the day and say hey it's okay you can feel, David. Suck on my teeth. Suck on my teeth of feelings.
1: I can definitely rely on you for it to be gentle. And and I think that's why I agreed to do this podcast. I just feel like, you know, Brian, he's a gentle dude. And, and that means gentle teat sucking. Or suckling, <laughs> I should say. Uh, which is only ah, worthwhile yes. teeth suckling. Yeah. All right, w- Brian, one of the things that I, I hope to kind of discover with this show is, is whether or not you are a lived... Lived in, like fully functional, three dimensional cliche of the pop culture nerd. Do you think that's a fair description of Brian Ortiz?
0: I did not expect you to fucking stab me in the heart right off the top on the first episode, David. You said some of the harshest things a human has said to me in a while, especially during these times. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't feel like a pop culture. (laughs) Oh, there's. Po- oh, thank you, uh, David. What are the positives of being some fully sort of pop functional, culture sti- three yeah.
1: dimensional? Uh, okay, right? cliches aren't always a bad thing. I mean, like you got to get past some of your assumptions here. Like my question is really like, yes, you love film. Yes, yeah. you love music. You love all the things that that nerdy people love. And my question is uh, really like, do you feel like you? Do you feel like that's that describes you, or do you feel like, no, I'm just a dude that uh, loves nerdy shit, and and I live my own life beyond that?
0: I do not feel like a cliche, first of all. That's <laughs> rude to say to me, okay? I feel like a fully functional, broken, nerd, adult, male boy. Uh, I, now I'm just talking because I feel attacked, <laughs> and I don't know what else to say to this because I feel just totally uh thrown for a loop. Isn't that what a cliche would say, though? David, don't <laughs> twist everything into being a cliché. You can't just toss that word around, David. Would a cynical, world-hating asshole say that to a cliché man, David? How do you I was like just them? about to say,
1: like, I consider myself a cliché. And I just... I want to know that you're self-aware enough for this to get somewhere. When we, David, like, crack open... are you looking open... for
0: solidarity? Is that what it is? You want <laughs> you want I solidarity, solidarity and cliché?
1: I want you to admit, like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I just... i watched too many movies and too many cartoons, too much Netflix, but... I'm a human being, damn it. Okay, first of all,
0: there's no such thing as too much of anything like that, so calm down, okay? Don't attack me there. And two, I think, since we've already done a few of these, you're going to discover, David, that you may see yourself as a cliche, but in fact, I think you're one of the more enlightened individuals uh, and have elevated my understanding of certain things a little bit more. So I don't know what to tell you, dude. You might have more human emotions than you want.
1: I think what it is, is that you are a very... Like, for anybody that has never known you but has meeting you for the first time...
0: I'm sorry. First in advance.
1: <laughs> you are going to come across... Yes, And I please. mean this in the best way possible. Okay. I'm going to be hurt. You're going to come across as, as a nerd. You're going to come across as a dude that's really, like, connected with everything happening in sort of nerd culture, the nerd world, and everything like that. Clearly, this is a guy that's been to a Comic-Con. And yet... As much as I should hate that you are fascinating, and, and I consider you a friend, and so what I'm trying to figure out here is what makes you rise above those cliches. What makes you rise above the typical nerd, the common nerd, the kind of nerd that deserved to be beaten up in high school? Because you didn't deserve to get beaten up. It happened. You didn't deserve it.
0: You know, you're the you're that? the uh, that jock in the movies who's like only friend is a nerd, and <laughs> you're this very like bro jock let's fight metal crunching music individual who has all these friends that are like with him and doing the same shit right trying to get all up in their fucking ufc fights but deep down inside your real friend is the nerdy guy who really understands you and you wish you could be like them that's who you are in this scenario david okay
1: i i just had a breakthrough you're 100 correct
0: yeah that, you that's, are that's the, it that you just want to be with me and i get it all right and hopefully through this podcast we will get closer together cuz right now the chasm is too deep i've already got some new wounds i didn't have 30 minutes ago but i have them now thanks to you <laughs> so this should be really good interesting conversations for the future what do you want out of this podcast like what 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 is your takeaway at the end of the day what do you want man
1: you know, initially, like when you came up with this idea, and or when we came up with this idea, I give you more no, credit than no, I do. No, 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 we I, did it I, together. We always felt kind of passive. No, no, well, no. Anyways,
0: for the record, you were absolutely not passive. You had a great hand in shaping the hell out of this thing. I'm serious. You had a gr- you really helped with the shaping of all of this.
1: Well, I appreciate it, but <laughs> let me let me insult you. Oh, great! You. Thank go you. Go back to insulting. No, I no. can I can only accept so much positive I energy know. before I'm like, wait a minute. Let's go back to negative. That's so energy. true, Hold David. On a second. <laughs> I, I can
0: compliment
1: you, and then all of a sudden you're like, thank you
0: so much. Now you are a pain in the ass, Brian, and I'm going to insult you now for the next 20 minutes. Like it's so. You're right. You do that. You have a, a open face shit sandwich on me, but I love you for it. So. What do you want out of this thing, David? I interrupted you. What do you want out of this thing?
1: I th- So I think initially, for me, it was kind of like, it sounded like fun because, well, I got along with you. And even though like I pretty much disagree, I think with everything <laughs> pop culture related, okay. uh, nonetheless, I was like, dude, sounds like fun. It's just a way to pass the time. Just like bullshit with your friends, right? Like that's, I think what a lot of podcasts end up being, which is just like, you just bullshit Right. And, you know, it's like Iron Man 2, just bullshit. Oh, okay. Right? Well, and...
0: mm, mm, all right. All right. We'll save it. All right.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. You're going to... Never mind. Okay. We're not going to get distracted. We'll strap. save it. Continue. Uh, anyways. So, to me, like, I-, I think the thing that I'm kind of starting to realize that I think I'm getting out of this podcast is that there is a way to process absolutely, like, even the dumbest things in pop culture or even, like, you know, beyond that, like, beyond just pop culture, right? Whether it's, like... You know, whether we talk about, like, time travel or whether we talk about um, uh, sort of the uh, Batman's racist parents. You know, Christopher Nolan references this in, uh, you know, talks about how, like, yeah, we we helped Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroads. When you know they own those
0: railroads. Wow, okay. Man, you put DC (laughs) and Marvel on blast, but continue, please.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so I think what I realized is that, like, you could talk about these things, but as long as you can, like, turn it back and relate it to like something personal. Like there's, I feel like there's always something learned. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of my, one of my uh, uh sort of colleague of mine, uh, who's also a historian on all things, like just all things Roman. Okay. Right. Uh, Kind of just, uh, you know, he Good has this, uh, he, he said this thing. Yeah. He, he sort of tweeted this the other day that it just really kind of stuck with me, which is that like, you know, you can count on pretty much every single person, you know, to know, something worth knowing and it's on you to figure out what that something is um whether or not you agree with him or not and so that i think is kind of what i've tried to found in this podcast like especially with you where it's like dude i like i don't agree with shit that he says like this guy is he's he's saw he's seen too many cartoons read too many comic books he's lost his center of gravity wow and yet i i learned something and yet i learned something i'm like oh man okay all right so now i get it I get why Brian feels this way. Like I get where he's coming from. I get sort of the bias, which I don't think is a dirty word, by the way, I get the bias that's kind of informing his opinion. And so that's, that's what, I, that's what I'm getting from this. I'm like, you know what, man, like I'm not going to agree with a damn thing. Brian says, but I'll learn something about him. And at the end of the day, he is a good guy. Uh, so um, I, I can, I can, I can support him and I can, you know, kind of appreciate that. And, Oh, you're going to cut that oh,
0: out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm already making a lot of notes to cut all of that out. David, you make yourself sound like this uh, knowledgeable, strong, conservative man who was born in a strong home with no <laughs> silly business. And you're just talking to me, crazy old Pee Wee Herman and his crazy playhouse. And I'm just this weird psychopath. Uh, do I like popcorn? <laughs> that was my no, assumption.
1: That was that was kind of okay. where I came from initially. That was, that was sort of my assumption about you. I have to admit, like... I did kind of see you that way not be not in like a negative way just like in a kind of fun jovial way But, you know, still with some judgment there. (laughs) So, basically, I'm Pee Wee Herman, and you're like Francis,
0: and you just want to steal my bike, because in reality, you want what I got, (laughs) which is cool, nerdy pop culture stuff. By the way, my nerd people rule this world now, so you can take your mean things and shove them up your butt, because...
1: Hold on a second. Is is that true? I mean, last I remember uh nerds were getting in trouble uh whether it was like with google or like hollywood and the jocks you know like colin kaepernick were standing for things like justice i'm just gonna throw that out there like i think you're throwing quote quote jocks under the bus and i'm not sure the nerd takeover has been everything it's uh
0: yeah dude say what you got to say to make (laughs) yourself feel better dude we'll be uh making the blockbuster giant movies that you drool over so you're welcome son uh man, I don't know how to take any of that. I'm pretty sure I'll cut most of it, but Th- Yeah,
1: that, that was a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Don't
0: you uh, dare. I'm <laughs> just, Francis, you bully. Um god, you're mean. Uh but but you have a good point.
1: Like <laughs> Did you did you envision something similar?
0: No, you know what's interesting? I didn't when I wanted to learn about you, I did not No, I was thought for sure, my takeaway was I was going to learn like, oh, you play football in high school, big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you dated a lot of women because you're so cool, blah, blah, blah. Like I thought I was going (laughs) to learn like this shallow upper stuff that you weren't going to really give me. What surprised me was I didn't think I was going to come out of it feeling so emotionally cathartic about like uh, exposing myself, my emotional soul all of a sudden and- having you put many of my personal issues into perspective that I never thought of and has really changed me for the better, to be honest, mentally and emotionally. Um, Clearly, I've done none of that for you because you have made no reference to that this entire podcast, apparently. But you have uh, influenced me more than I would have imagined. So, you know, fuck therapy, I'm just going to talk to David. (laughs) That's apparently all I need and to be made fun of, and I'll feel better. This is a very emotionally abusive relationship, David.
1: That is something I actually wanted to do. Like, I minored in psychology precisely because, like, Ah oh, man, I, I want to talk to people about their problems. Like I feel like I, I'm a good listener. Here I am, like insulting the whole time, <laughs> clearly revealing that, like, no, I, I never would have had a career. In yeah, this I don't think shit, you could sit but, in the room um,
0: and be like, <laughs> "You pissed yourself, dude. Get some plastic sheets and 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 a nut up, man." you have been a terrible, <laughs> terrible person listening to people's problems, dude.
1: Oh man. Well, nonetheless, like I listen to your problems, and and I think. Uh, I think it's interesting that you've managed to kind of open up. So I don't know if it's like on me. I think maybe like, and you can answer this quite, you can address this if you want, Brian. Mm. This is a time to open up, which is that, is it like, a? is it a specific time in your life that's allowed you to kind of talk this way? That's allowed you to open up more than you might have done, say, like five years ago even 2 months ago or whatever the case may be
0: it's my dire need to have a successful show so i will sacrifice my emotional torment for the people if it makes us popular uh that's partially You've true the wrong horse. but mostly um again i don't know maybe it's just cuz i'm older now and i'm starting to see the point in holding back less and less because i realized wh- who am i holding this for i was protecting myself but then i said who am I protecting myself from?
1: Mind blow. That, that's mind, but yeah, that's a revelation. So maybe age has, has brought me to that point. And so... It can't just be age, though, right? Because you're, what, like 50 years old at this point? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I just um, hit my stride in 50, 5 the big five zero. <laughs> um, When you live as long as I have, you know, you get, you get perspective, man. You've lived through a good generation of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I saw the Vietnam War, apparently, according to you, and... Uh, I was born in, you know, really old time, man. So, fuck you, dude.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I just... I, like, I don't think age is like... To me, like, plenty of people, like, either our age, well past it, like, don't ever reach a perspective of, like, true reflection. So, I'm just kind of... You know, th- this, is, this is me kind of prying for... Probing for a little bit more. Like, something specifically that happened in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm more comfortable. And not because I've, like, gotten older and have more perspective, but because... Hey, maybe like this situation has created a, uh, a window or opening to kind of just be uh, to be more honest.
0: It has. Okay, look, stuff. it has created an open window, but the podcast the, the podcast has given me an open window to do that. But it but again, the realization is all personal per person and perspective, right? It it is age for me because I'm a very reflective person, and when I reflect upon the age and the time that I've lived, that puts everything into a context for me of. Well, why are you this old and still doing these things? And why are you still holding on to these things when you were a child? And so those are the contexts under age. So the podcast is that open window to be like, well, you know what? Maybe somebody else might have a perspective because all I do is yell at my own brain. Maybe this person has a different way of understanding it. Let me ask them. And then you immediately insult me with something. And I'm like, this might've been a bad idea. (laughs) But by the end of the show, I've learned something about myself or I've learned something about you. Uh, You who are uh, someone who needs a lot of work, David, but I'm going to, I'm going to nuzzle you and I'm going to hold you until I get you to cry in my bosom for once and suckle at the teat of my joy <laughs> as I feed it to you, my friend. Would you like some suckle from my what joy teat?
1: A, you you have a way with words, man. Uh, the suckling, I'll pass on for, for now. now. Um, no, just like teat suckling is, is not something I'm kind of comfortable Look, with just okay. Yet.
0: I'm declaring it now. The point of this whole podcast is hopefully we're still here in several years and we've become so emotionally close that I can one day have you suckle from my teat at a live show. That is the exceptional goal that I get you so comfortable that you suckle a man's booby in the middle of a show. Put it out there. Put it out there. Goals.
1: That actually sound that actually sounds pretty comforting. Like I have baby Wookiees that actually suckle my teeth routinely on a daily basis. All right. Well, I found um, our next podcast
0: so. episode for sure after you just said that to me. So many questions. <laughs> Heaven and mercy. Good lord. Uh, you know, we both have things that we want to take away. This podcast offers uh, us the ability to use pop culture as the social lubricant to open and learn about one another not just our likes and dislikes but our emotional likes and dislikes as well as what makes us tick and through that we have a better appreciation for two people who barely know each other and or hate each other and again David that is the point of this podcast and we hope that everybody will take that journey with us as we learn about each other because life is nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another. Hence, life is a wreck. And with that, David, we have ended our first podcast, man. You said we wouldn't have anything to talk about for so long, but look how wrong you were, my dude. We talked for so long. (laughs) Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. This is just a small taste and understanding of what we're going to do. And for those that are tuning in now for some reason, because they skipped to the end... The point of the show is two men who have different topics of conversation each week. They bring one to the table and that person will learn about somebody else. And at the end of that show, they will reflect and let us know what they have learned about them in particular through the idea of pop culture and various other conversations. Um, David, any last words before we bounce for our new audience before they take this grand journey with us
1: Oh, and that, that was worded beautifully and I've got nothing to add. This is going to be the sort of running rhythm of the podcast. Like you say a lot of shit. Thank you. I say minimal shit. And then we move on to the next beat.
0: Hey. It's a relationship that works for now until one of us gets bored with the other person. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Please don't forget to like, share, uh, subscribe. Uh, Give us those five stars. Give us a review. We can't wait to start hearing from people. Um, If you give us a good review, we'll praise and love you. If you give us a bad review, but you give us five stars, hell, we might even read that review because it's going to make me laugh. if you'd like to supply us with topics of conversation, something that we can both go look up that we don't know and maybe talk about on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at recthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod, at gmail.com you can also hit us up on twitter at WreckThePod. the pod hit us up there as well Rec the pod and let us know who you're talking to david or brian uh, remember anything that you hate or despise please at david that way we can take care of that and i don't have to hear any of it uh so with that ladies and gentlemen thank you so much we can't wait to get this train a rolling and i can't wait to tear down your walls david Adios. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes, and edited by me, Brian Ortiz theme song and outro by hard power usa check them out on soundcloud and please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment you can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at recthepod the at gmail.com that's rec the pod at gmail.com hey thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world and we'll see you at the next episode thanks for stopping by